all the way from Providence, Rhode Island. Welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to the show This Is Us that was on NBC. What? You messed up the intro. I totally did, man, because it's not on NBC anymore. I know, but... It's not. You're supposed to say, sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. I can't even get it out of my mouth. <laughs> like having to say that, that it was on, Oh, it's no longer going to be. It's over. OVA. Like maybe you'll get it on Netflix one day. I don't know. No, it's going to be on Peacock. Okay. It'll be on Peacock. You'll be able it to probably watch. already is on Peacock. Pop it on Peacock and sit back and relax and have a good cry again, guys. <laughs> and, and think of us while you're doing that. Yes. You know, yes. why not? Let's have some fun with that. We should. Marvin, it's been, um, it's actually been two weeks since the finale. It's about damn time. And we, uh, so if you're listening in real time, thank you. Uh, you. You have a little bit of a delay on this second part of the finale episode. And that's for a couple of reasons. One, I was away for work. Two, Mary was away for work. Three, Mary has been very, very ill. And four, each time that we wanted to finish off the show, we also recognized that we were finishing the podcast. And that is something that I think we struggled with to let go and to, you know, it's going to be the end of This Is Us too, right? And... You know what I feel weird about too? What? Is that you had done your whole like, here's my life in review podcast by yourself, you Mm -hmm. know? And I was like, mine will come. Yep. And I have not been like in a good enough emotional place to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I think I felt weird too. Like, okay, we're going to finish the This Is Us 2 podcast. And then what? Have like a, here's what happened to Mary's life situation. Yeah. And, um... You know, I had, I had said something to Blake the other day where I said, you know, I just feel like my story isn't yet done mm-hmm. in a way that I feel complete in, in saying all of this. And, um, you know, in a nutshell, we just have gone through a very tumultuous year. Um, ups, downs, roller coaster rides. Left, right. <laughs> and, you know, it just, it hit me because I think there's a lot of things that I don't want to necessarily say out loud yet mm-hmm. um you know for those of you who haven't listened to blake's special one-off episode um he really delved into the hardships that he has had this past year and um you know i i was even looking at my phone today and i was like oh gosh what am i gonna do because today was a day that i had gone to a doctor appointment and um had seen our baby's heartbeat a mm-hmm. year ago today, June 14th. And um, I don't even know why. I was just clearing up messages and I was like, wow, how weird that I see this today mm-hmm. on the same day that we're recording, you know, that we're recording this. And really this week, a year ago, um, began our journey of probably like the toughest year of our life. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, I, I had great news about our our second pregnancy last year, the first one we of course had lost. And then uh, we had had some great news that this one was viable and everything was working out. And then I think it was in the 16th or the 18th when you had the altercation. And then I had to bring you to the hospital. Yeah. Um, for your breakdown. Yep. Um, and then 
within days, um, our baby's heartbeat was no longer um, happening. And so I went from, you know, being on top of the world to mere days later, my husband breaking down, telling me I needed to bring him to the ER, to the psych ward. And I had to leave him there. Um, and then I had to go pick him up because he said, never mind, there's someone screaming for Olaf pajamas. I don't think I'm this crazy, but <laughs> I'm not Olaf pajamas cra- crazy. Definitely need some help. And, um, you know, got him situated in, in a program, but got him taken out of work. And I was his one on one nurse. So here I am, pandemic mom, kids out of school, pregnant. Uh, husband's broken in many, many ways. And I became like the go-between for finishing things up for work and medical stuff. And then within this period, um, I then found out that the baby's heartbeat then stopped. And I couldn't mourn. I couldn't stop. I had to keep swimming. Like a little Dory the fish, just keep swimming. Uh And, um, you know, I, I made these plans to take my family to a lake house because Blake couldn't get into a program yet, uh, a mental health program. He needed to be in a day program, but there was no room for him yet. And so I, I took the family away to a lake house and I was told by my doctor that I just needed to wait for my pregnancy to pass. Mm -hmm. Um, So I needed to be distracted. And so, you know, we're juggling all this stuff. We eventually come home. And on the 4th of July, that is when I did pass the pregnancy. Um, at home. And it was so hard because I didn't have anybody to take care of me. And I really haven't had anybody to take care of me for a year. Um, I haven't, you know, this is us often makes me jealous of like family relationships because they've got such a great mom who's there for them through all these different things. And they've got each other as siblings and, um, I've just really had to hold it together for the family. And um, and it's just been really hard. It's been really, really hard. Um, and even when I have been able to get mental, you know, emotional health, it's been with a witch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not God. a real witch. No, I'm pretty sure, Blake. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you know, I don't really know, like, at what line is drawn when you're a witch or not. Um, sure. Maybe she didn't you, refer to herself as like I was going to say maybe if you if you self identify if you self identify as a witch maybe like that's hi I'm Mary the podcaster like but I don't introduce myself that way but like I don't know about that it's just lurking she's in the telling background. me to take moon baths and whoa Blake I'm not joking okay she apologized on my my meeting yesterday that she didn't have enough um, tools meaning like cards and like. <laughs> Spirit guide. She tells me every once in a while, but for our meetings, that like, she like a, meditates. Take oh, a moon like, bath. No joke, man. What the hell is this? A is moon what's bath? a you take a freaking tub at the full moon or the new moon as a female? Yeah, she's a witch. Yeah, I know, Blake. <laughs> I know. This is what Zen Care or Zen Desk only had available for me. Okay. I tried to go see someone else, and they were going to put name magnets Mercy on my Brown. head. No, Mercy right, Brown cool. also was not a witch. Um, uh, you're welcome, Blake. Yeah, but whatevs. She was a vampire. Whatevs. Same thing. <laughs> no, it's not. Sure, vampires all the same. are very different. Stats are for nerds. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, so it's just been, you know, going through these losses and it's it's a huge part of the reason why I haven't been able to delve into the Bridgerton Book Club, honestly, because yeah. I know that like I'm going to have to talk about um, pregnancy and losses and, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's in addition to taking care of Blake and losing essentially like um, my partner for the better part of a year, um, one of our children started to have emotional issues as well. Uh, this child is an empath like myself and I uh, haven't been able to ch- teach this child about how to put up um, an emotional barrier. I call it my bubble of peace. <laughs> so whenever Blake has panic attacks and meltdowns, I am able to visually visualize like a shield. You know, some people who are religious, they might say that like they pray and they ask God to help put a shield around them so mm-hmm. that that way they don't have this stuff stuck to them. To me, I like literally picture a bubble you just go to one of the sanderson sisters no uh, no and but but i tell myself like his emotions are his emotions what he's going through is what he's going through Mm -hmm. and i can be there for him but i don't need to have it stuck to me Mm -hmm. i don't need to be down too i don't need to be having a panic attack too and while blake has gone through all this stuff it's actually really rippled throughout our family um for our younger for our younger kids and um so it's just been it's just been a doozy. It's been a real big doozy and um I haven't been able to fully get out of it yet. You know, I went from all of that to then COVID. And when people ask me like, "Why did you get COVID so bad? Why do you have long COVID?" If they don't know everything that I've gone through this past year, going through two pregnancy losses, going through a cancer scare and having to have surgery because I the lump on my chest, having my husband truly lose his mind and not be able to work. Um, and then, um, then I had COVID and I think it hit me so hard because I had nothing left. Like I gave everything I had to my family. And I think that that's when my body just had no shield. My bubble was burst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm saying all this because I don't think I can do my own episode. Um, you know, I've really, um, I've been working hard. I've been working real hard and I am an optimist and um, I've just been doing, I've been surviving, I guess, mm-hmm. this past year. And um, I'm not where I want to be yet. In regards to my health, I'm not where I want to be yet in regards to um, the health of my family, but I'm working hard at it. And it's just been a very lonely, lonely time. Um, And I just don't think I've like wanted to sit down and say all this in an own private episode. You know, like I've got my witch. (laughs) But aside from that, it's hard. It's hard to tell people that your partner had a breakdown and continues to struggle regularly. You know, like it's hard to do that. Well, I mean, well, to be fair, I haven't had a panic attack in a while. Oh, you had one last week, remember? No, I didn't. You did. You did. You had to go back upstairs. That wasn't a panic attack. That was like... So it wasn't like a giant one, but when you have to put on the YouTube videos of restoration... (laughs) That's... And when I have to tell you... Uh, That's a fair... Thank you. You know... To be honest, that was actually spurred on by this friggin' show, to be fair. Um, no, it's spurred on because you have trauma in your life that you're not able to digest and work through yet. 
Also fair. Yeah. Also fair. But yeah, right. You're right. The restoration video. I know, Blake. I, I have, I have a, a weird little quirk for some reason. I watch this. It, it's a mindfulness activity. It it's is not a weird quirk. It's actually a thing. That... By, by the way, I rec- I really recommend it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, there are videos on Facebook or Instagram by a guy, and his, his, his page title is My Mechanics, and he restores all this old, um, uh, all this old stuff. Yeah. And it's really soothing and really nice. And that's what I watch when I freak out. Yes. <laughs> Makes me feel better. So this is, as, as much as Blake doesn't re- realize it, like he's still not healthy. Um, and it has ripples in my family. Um, so I have to quickly swoop in, tell him, you need to go watch one of those restoration videos <laughs> and protect the kids from seeing daddy have what we call as a headache we tell them sometimes he has big worries or he has a headache um but it's ongoing and so i think that that's why like blake has come to an emotionally better place um having gotten a new job and a lot of good things happening um and i think that that's why he was able to do his own episode but i'm i'm still i'm still treading water Mm -hmm. i think is a fair statement so but i'm fine don't, but don't think that i'm like depressed down in the dumps i'm finding things to be happy about and i'm finding um things to celebrate um but well, for, i mean there are good things to be happy oh my about. gosh there's yeah. tons there's t- and that's why i'm trying to say like i'm not a debbie downer um but i don't think i'm like able to have my own episode it's just been a really really hard year and i know that there's many people who have really hard years and um I didn't want it to just be like, hi, guys. This is me. Yeah, well, and, and, and <laughs> <laughs> this is me. Um, you know, it, that's also part, I think, of letting the podcast go and letting the show go and letting, I mean, not our audience, because I'm sure that our audience is going to, you know, travel with us to, you know, whatever we, not whatever, but for the most part, they'll travel with us for the podcasts that we're, you know, we're creating. Uh, but you know, I mean, there is something to be said about just closing uh, this chapter uh, of our lives and closing this podcast and and finding that emotional awareness and that emotional uh, uh, security uh, of letting that go. I mean, when we first started this podcast, it was for me something that I did because I wanted to do it, but also because Mary's like, hey. I, I want to watch this show and I really want to podcast about it. I feel like it, it'd be fun and I feel like it would uh, really resonate with people. And I was like, okay, sure. Like whatever, I'll, I'll do it. it. And it kind of happened the same way with Outlander where it was, okay, we're, we're just going to marry one of the podcast about this thing and okay, fine, I'll do it. And then it ended up becoming a massive part of my life and <clears throat> Outlander did obviously, but uh, so did this is us. And but this is us became a, a much different, massive part of my life than Outlander. Uh, this is us helped guide me through my life as a dad and as a husband, and it gave me, it gave my wife, <laughs> a uh, an an unreachable bar of excellence for me. But you know what? I it still gave, strive. It like, a relatable thing that I could refer to. Yes. It's, I still strive to be Jack Pearson, you know, for the most part. You know, like the phrase, day. what would Jesus do? Yeah. Ours I is do. what would Jack Pearson do. Yeah. 
And it, I mean, and we, we joke about it and it's, it, it's funny. We can laugh at it, but it's true. I mean, like what would Jack Pearson do? And it, and is that, is that a level, you know, is, is that a fair level? And I think that's a fair conversation to have, right? Because, you know, it is television and, and as much as they try to demystify the, the, the myth of, you know, Jack Pearson, it still is that thing where, is it a fair comparison? Or is it just a value, right? Is it a goal or is it a value? And Because those are two different things, right? A goal is something that is achievable. It is, okay, I am Jack Pearson. Or is it a value where it's uh, the North Star? You're never going to reach the North Star, but you can still go in that direction, right? Mm -hmm. That's a value. And I look at Jack Pearson as a value, where I, I I know that I'm never gonna be that I know because it's a fictional character and it's something that was made up in someone's brain and you know it's an ideal version of what a dad could or could not be, but I feel like I can at least go that way. I can model myself after that, and that's why this is us is such a a different portion of my life, and I think Mary's life too, because I think she looks at Rebecca and says. You know what would Rebecca do? You know what what you know what would she say or how would she react to this certain thing? And I think that's a fair comparison too. And that's why it's I think it's hard to let this is us go because you know we've come to such an understanding of these characters and and of the story that they've I never anticipated the Pearson family feeling like. A value and feeling like they're a part of my own little f- family. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, one of the things that makes this podcast different for us compared to other ones is that we really made it. This is us too. We, you know, we related ourselves in every single episode mm-hmm. to it. And this is us was able to show you that you, that most people, if not, let's be real, all people got some yuckiness going on in their life. Yes. Okay. They may look polished and perfect and have the body of the Manny and be running <laughs> for Senate and, you know, like got some really cool jobs or have what looks like the perfect family, but it's not always what it seems. And that's okay. You know, it is finding those lazy Saturdays and it is finding those little moments when you can FaceTime your family for, you know, and, and do a chant big three, you know, to each other, um, have a little inside joke. It is finding those moments because those are what matter. And um, yeah, I'm sad to see this go too, because it really was a beautiful experience for us as podcasters to be able to be so vulnerable on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And to be able to connect with so many of you on a on a weekly basis, for you to be able to share your stories and your connections and your difficulties, um, it's just been it's it's unlike any other podcast that we have done. Yeah, it it uh, you know our tagline at the end is "This is us too," and we, at the end of this show, we should say "This was us too." I think that'd be fun. Um, but it it is very much this is us. Like it is very much Mary and I between the laughs and the uh, and the jokes and uh, and the the crying and the arguments and the the things that we've we've done in this show i think it is the most fairly representative version of our lives 
our relationship, our wants and, and our hopes and our dreams and our failings and our shortcomings. And that is, that's a really remarkable thing. Uh, and I'm not trying to pat myself or your, or your, or your back, uh, Mary, but like, you know, to have a podcast where we can be open about this stuff and allow complete strangers into our lives in a way that I think is is fairly representative of of who and how we are as people. I, I don't think that there's a whole ton of podcasts out there that are like that. Agreed. And 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 that was one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast in particular because I thought. Okay, what when Mary and I do podcasts, I always say, okay, what is the value that we're bringing? Like, what's the what is the difference? What makes someone want to listen to us any more than anybody else that can do a podcast about This Is Us or Harry Potter or Outlander or whatever? Like, what's our in? And then when we settled on the name This Is Us Too, we recognized, oh, we have a way to allow someone into our lives. And if they enjoy that, then that's our in. Then that's the way that we can engage with the audience. That's the way that we can engage with the show. And I think we we had a much more textured appreciation of the show because we did the podcast and we opened up ourselves in ways that I don't think we anticipated. Yeah. Um, and that allowed us to experience the show in a way that I, I I think a lot of people didn't get a chance to do. Yeah. All right, Marvin, that's uh, enough of, of us. We've been going on here for about 20 minutes. <laughs> I didn't yes. realize how long we were talking. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, that's, that's what this is us does to you. Ladies and gents, you just get in your feels just like the Pearson and you, and you drive from tree to tree. <laughs> you just, mm-hmm. you, you, you go bananas when talking about your feelings. So uh, so that is that. All right, Marvin, let's get into the rest of the listener feedback as this is what the show is all about. Are you ready? Yes. All right, let's do it. And we said... That's three. Big three? Big three! All right, so here we got the voicemails. Let's get back to it. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Andrew from Canada. Hey, Andrew. Uh, this is about the This Is Us finale, and I really hope I'm not too late. It took me a little bit of time to collect my thoughts on this one. Um, but in the end, I gave this episode a five plus because this was the warm hug of an ending that we all needed. Uh, right from the start of the episode, they grounded us with Rebecca's swing story, reminding us to be present and not worry about the end. Um, we spent so much time with our hot takes trying to solve the mysteries that getting that message right from the jump of just don't worry about the end of the show. Just sit in this for a bit was just such smart writing. Um, the show's never really been about the end anyway. It's always been about the journey. So getting that kind of reminder with basically spending a day with Jack, Rebecca, uh, and the kids, the big three that Lisa, I'm the most nostalgic for was perfect. And I'm so glad that they had the wits about them to shoot this like two, three years ago with them, as well as get those scenes really early on with, with William and, and Tess saying uh when he said his goodbyes to them um yeah i don't really know what else to say other than this was really just a good reminder for all of us not with just the show but in our own lives to just not worry about what is next just with our own families or whatever just sit back enjoy these moments um especially 
like you know like i have i have two young kids so i'm gonna very much be taking that to heart as i move forward Mm -hmm. anyway thank you for this podcast bye now Andrew, thank you very much. And I, I wish you luck in, in all the things with your two little children. Trust me, little children are hard. <laughs> they're beautiful. <laughs> they're beautiful, but they're hard. And it's okay um, to, uh, to, to look at them and, and just revel in all the things that are great about mm-hmm. them. Um, and you're right. I mean, on a show level, I think it's really important that the show did what it did in that stop worrying about the end like because if you were this is us set up uh, a funny dynamic right because it's language at in its premiere was we're gonna do this twist on you and it's gonna blow your brains Mm -hmm. and i will admit it did i did not see it coming what it did, though, by doing that was set us up for an expectation of that kind of twist going forward for yeah. every season yeah. or whatever. And if one wanted to argue, well, because it set yourself up for that and it did that, set that foundation, now it expects – now it the it's telling the viewer to expect that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And because of that – is it fair of the viewer to say, well, you set my expectation. Now I expect this thing. I want to watch the show for these kind of reveals. Or is it better to just say, no, stay with the characters and stay with their journeys. And yes, this was the the hook that got you hooked onto the show. But what really matters is the character, right? Mm-hmm. I, like I, there was a similar thing that happened with Lost, right? Everyone is like, oh, "I'm watching Lost for the mysteries." Yeah, but did you really care about the character? Like, what are you watching it for? And I think if you watched the show for the Pearsons and not for the mysteries or for the reveals, you were satisfied with this ending. Yeah, I think. Um, I think what the hook also did is it allowed us to just get used to the fact that we're going to be switching through different time periods, yeah. different people in different time periods. And it just became seamless for us that they could jump 30, 40 years in between commercial breaks, essentially. Yeah, right, right. And, um, and we'd be okay with it. And the funny thing is, is that ended up being a real narrative strength of the, of the mm-hmm. show. It wasn't just a, a hook or gotcha thing. It was, they really used that as a tool to highlight the journey. Yeah. And that is something that is, that's a hard thing to do when you're writing, number one, but also to produce that and have it be stuck to the emotional math of what Mm -hmm. you're trying to achieve. Very, very, very difficult. And that's why when Andrew said it's perfect writing, it really is. Yeah. Because the show tells you straight up, stop worrying. Mm -hmm. You know what? The mysteries are done. We're done here. Now we're just going to stop worrying about the end. Just worry about your journey. And I think that was really smart. All right. Hi, Mary Blake. It's one of your cousins from Boston. I had no idea what to give for lemonades for the series finale of Mm. This Is Us. No idea. I enjoyed it, of course. Didn't love it, though, and of course was sad it was ending. I felt pretty perplexed throughout the episode. I didn't expect that ending, a simple scene of Randall watching Jack as a child after a regular fun Saturday was sweet, but I don't know. And we did see the funeral happen from a distance, but I didn't feel like I was there. I felt like I was only observing. 
we didn't get to hear the speeches, which quite frankly, I'm thankful for, because if we did, I probably wouldn't, would have been a mess on the floor. And um, yeah, it was just, it was a little odd to me. Anyway, my good was Nikki. You really effed up my life, kid. Calls him a dick, but in a heartwarming way. Perfect, Nikki. My great was Jack teaching his boys how to shave. You know what? I was just thinking, remember how you were saying, like, oh, like, I, didn't, I don't get that kind of humor? Yeah. And other people didn't get that kind of humor? Gloria, my our cousin from Boston, maybe it's a Boston thing. It might be. Where it's just like, yeah, she's like, that was funny. Uh, maybe it's like an East Coast thing because he's, I don't, I don't well, know. Well, I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, he's from Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Uh, but like, maybe, maybe it, it must be an East Coast thing where we're just, we think that's funny. Like, it's right. not meant to be hurtful. It's meant to be ironic and be like, okay, dick. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I think it's funny. Gloria thinks it's funny. I don't, I don't see a problem with this. By the way, Gloria, you're always going to be our original cousin from Boston, okay? There, OG. There, there's there's going to be a couple of others. Don't worry about it, but you're the OG, okay? We'll even say, we'll even put that in the Hall of Fame, okay? Fair enough. Yeah. All right, fair enough. That's what we're doing, he said, collecting these little moments. Again, perfect. And my best, I have two. Deja and Randall was the first one, uh, their last talk on the on the cabin porch, telling him that he's gonna, she's going to name his son William, her son William. And the last big three chant on the porch, um, Kevin and Randall telling Kate if she drifts, they'll drift right to her. Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. Me again. I drifted right off that voicemail. Yes, yes I did. Okay, second one. I'll make this short. I was on my second best, uh, which was Kevin and Randall telling Kate if she drifts, they'll drift right after her. Very sweet. Yes. And that last chant, oh, my God. It was, it was very touching, sad, and oh, oh my God. Okay. Um, now, I thought we would see them all in the future, like at a Thanksgiving together with Jack-Jack wearing Pilgrim Rick's hat or something. I, I wanted to see all of them in the future. I think that would have been, you know, even five, ten years from now. Or, I don't know. But just something else. And um, Dan Fogelman, oh, I have to give that man all the props. His vision of taping some scenes in advance was pure brilliance. Pure brilliance. I love this guy. He has to do a spinoff. I mean, come on, Dan. Where, where do we vote for this? He has to. I don't know what though, but um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. And um, what do you think they should do for a spinoff? I'd like your thoughts. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, Mary and I talked about this last episode, and my thought is I don't want a spinoff at all. Mary, are you still on the same page? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I just, I don't want one. I'm, I'm happy with the characters as they are. And. Glory, you mentioned like, oh, I want to see the people in the future. And I get that. But again, I'm not, we've already seen the future. If like, the Fantastic Beast spinoffs oh. <laughs> have given us any knowledge. <laughs> or any foresight. Any into, foresight into a beloved series needing yeah, a spinoff. No, just it's leave a big it no. If anything, I, want, I just want to see another TV series from Dan Fogelman. Like he, he stepped his toe into some movies and they haven't been that good. But- I, I would love to see another TV series from him. See mm. what he comes up with next and see what he's got. Agreed. You know, like, I, I think that it's almost like Damon Lindelof a little bit where I think his storytelling uh, 
persona, if you will. Is very special and unique. It's special and unique, mm. and it's fit for TV. Yes. And that doesn't make it any less. It doesn't make it any... It doesn't make it... In, in fact, it might even make it better because you don't have to be constricted to two hours or three hours. Mm-hmm. You get a chance to tell a full story over a certain amount of time. Uh, and I think that's important. Yeah. So I'd rather see that. Mary, Gloria also brought up the idea of not seeing the eulogy and the speeches and all that other stuff. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Or are you not okay with that? Listen, I have heard the Pearson, the big three, have enough big speeches. Yeah. I, What I needed was the moments they showed. Yeah, yeah. And I was reading an article where Dan Fogelman said, listen, I, 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 I didn't even write them because I remembered when my mother died and... You know, I stayed up for hours trying to think of what to write, and I wrote it, and I don't remember a single word of what I wrote. Yeah. And it was all just a blur. He's like, and I I wanted to give that same feeling Mm -hmm. to the Pearsons, where it was, yeah, Randall's going to stay up all night doing what he's going to do. But it, and like, yes, it would have been nice to hear them, but is it necessary? I don't think so. Because you're right, we, we've already seen and, and experienced their lives all together at the same mo- at the same time. How do people decide who speaks at a funeral? <laughs> you know, I don't I'm know. probably going to have to be the one for my parents. Oh, you are definitely going to have to be the one. Like, how is this decided between siblings? I don't know. How did it happen in your family? Who spoke at your mom's funeral? Um. You know, the funny thing is, I don't really remember. I remember that my cousin was supposed to... It was a blur. It was a blur. Uh, It really was a blur. Um, I remember that my cousin was supposed to speak as like the final eulogy, but she just, she couldn't do it because my cousin and my mother had a really special relationship. So I think my sister ended up doing it. I think that's what ended up happening. But again, blur. So it's a fair, it's a fair thing. All right, let's move on to the next one. Hey guys, it's Afreen again. Afreen! Thank you so much for being so lovely about my last voicemail. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I wanted to touch base about the series finale. Um, I think I have watched it at least five times um, since it came out. And, you know, the first time I watched it, I actually put off seeing it for a couple of days because I just didn't want the show to end Um, (laughs) and I have to say the first time I was watching it through there were such kind of lovely moments but I almost felt like I was like holding my breath a little bit because I wanted it to be so perfect and I like it was one of those things which I was like oh this is really lovely this is really lovely but I I wasn't necessarily even connecting that much to what I was watching because I was anticipating so much of what I wanted to see. Um, And then I have to say the way everything just tied together and the closing speech with Jack and Rebecca saying, I love you, baby Kevin with his Jack impression gave me life. (laughs) Um, But it just was one of those things that, I, on re-watching it then, was able to kind of take a deep breath, have a look, and appreciate more of the fine details. I'm going to spill over into another voicemail. No problem, Afreen. You, you've earned it. Let's go. It's Afreen again. Um, but yeah, like, being able to actually look at all of the details, I was 
really blown away by how kind of still the episode felt in like a really calm reassured way it wasn't in your face it wasn't kind of big bang it was sentimental and like kind of really true to what the central tenant of the show feels like um and i just have to say like i think the thing that i really was struck by was the profundity of the whole storyline with Deja and baby William and grandpa William and it's such a beautiful idea that I think irrespective of people's belief systems and ways of life it's such a shared human experience to encounter loss and I think that it's such a beautiful idea that the people we love shape who we are and therefore in our lived experiences they live on um it just yeah that was like a really beautiful moment and the idea that the grandchild that william never met would honor him in that way just mwah, chef's kiss <laughs> thank you guys thank you afreen oh, and you. you know afreen just she brought it up and it makes sense. It makes perfect sense, as a matter of fact. Rhode Island. Oh, oh, sorry. Hold on. I'm got the wrong thing here. Friends. Okay, I got all. I got all. I got all screwed up. Um, it makes perfect sense, and the 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 circle of it all again. It plays into the theme of this is us, and it plays into what they tried to achieve, and and that is that life is one big giant messy thing, and that's okay. And it's great that we can feel connection with people that we've never met or we have met or wish we could. You know, there's there's a whole beauty to what they achieved in there. Agreed. Hi, Miriam Blake. It's Eileen from New Jersey. Hi, Eileen. Um, I just wanted to call about the finale of This Is Us. Um, I've been listening to your podcast and watching the show all since the very, very beginning. And I'm really sad that it's coming to an end. But I really did feel like the last episode did kind of give me that warm hug vibe that Mandy Moore was talking about. So I, I got it. I wasn't super sad during the episode like I thought I was going to be. Um. And I, I did really like that they did this whole like boring Saturday and nothing was really going on in that older timeline that they filmed four years ago. Um, and I did really like that idea of like old life, new life and the whole dichotomy that Randall was talking about. I thought that that was really beautiful and I thought it was a really, really beautiful and poetic send off for this entire series about family and about life. Um I did have a few things, little maybe nitpicky things that I was a little disappointed in, though. Um, and I think I'm going to save those for another voicemail because this one's about to run out. So, stand by. Hi again, it's Eileen from New Jersey. So, a few of my little nitpicky things. While I did absolutely think that this was a really good send-off and I felt like we had all of our storylines pretty much tied up with a bow. I didn't really have any questions and I felt like all the I felt very settled by the end of the series. There were just a few little nitpicky things that I felt like I was missing or maybe could have been done a little differently. And maybe it's just because of my own expectations going into the finale, but here's my things. 
So first off, why didn't Rebecca get a tree? If this family has a thing with Jack got a tree and Miguel got a tree and we're giving out trees, um, just like Oprah giving out cars, then why didn't Rebecca get a tree or at least get her ashes spread at Jack's tree or Miguel's tree? Just something. I felt like that just would have been a nice touch just to bring it all full circle. Second thing that I really wish was in there was if Kate was really worried about them not being as close as they got older, I wish that there was then some sort of flash forward outside of just that one little quick 30 second thing that we got with baby Jack in the future with Thanksgiving. Um, I wish that we got something with like the family and the cousins or something with them getting together still in the future. Um, I wish that I had had that just to get a little bit more not even closure, but again, maybe like full circle and just this feeling of the family and this love and this connection that they all have going on. And it looks like I'm going to need a third one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> no problem. All right. It's Eileen from New Jersey. One more time. We're breaking all the rules for the, this. Breaking all the rules. Um, so my last little nitpicky thing that I think again might just be because of the expectations that I had going into the finale and going into this like ending of the series and everything one little other thing that I had was this expectation that it was going to end on this image of the family and I remember Mary talking about how she thought it was going to be like everybody at Jack's tree or something and I love that image of just the show was about the family, but the last image that we got was of Jack and Randall. And I know that there had to be some sort of metaphor or some sort of symbolism or just something there why they chose that to be the final um, scene of the entire show. But I just wasn't quite buying it. I just thought it was weird that we didn't end on Jack and Rebecca and the kids, or we didn't end on the big three, or we didn't end on this big zoom out of the entire family still there, or a future scene, or just something. Like, it wasn't the Randall show. It wasn't this is Randall, or this is Jack. It was this is us as the whole family. So I felt like I was a little nitpicky with that. But besides that, I love the show. I give the show probably like a 4.8 Lemonades. Um, and I'm so excited to listen to some of your other podcasts, including the Potterverse. So thank you. guys. Thank you, Eileen. Um, Marvin, if I, if, if, if I had to pick some nits here, mm-hmm. if I had to pick a couple of nits, I would only pick one nit. Tell me. Okay. I'm nitpicking one thing. Okay. And that is the tree. I know. That's my one nit I, I gotta pick. I, and if it the tree, like it, I understand that they they said it, I get it, but I would have loved to have seen Rebecca's ashes at one of those trees. I would have loved to have seen Rebecca get a tree. Uh, what some one thing or another, there should like, the full circle of it all. Yes should have been Rebecca at one of these trees like and you know the funny thing is is if they didn't sh- if they didn't do the Miggy thing with the tree I think it would have been okay but since they did the Miggy thing with the tree now again you're setting my expectation yeah, you're saying trees matter yeah and I mean how hard how hard could it have been to have the family instead of sitting on the on the porch or whatever at the cabin I, I don't know it, like there's a there's a certain poetry to it than being at the cabin, you know, doing the thing. Uh, and the, like, there's a poetry to the final shot. And Eileen, I I respectfully disagree. I, I 
what they ended up doing was they they showed Randall looking at his kids, and then they mimicked that with Jack looking at uh, Jack looking at Randall, and Randall looking at Jack, and the father taking in the son, the son taking in the father. Like, there's a poetry to that, and and I think that's fair. But I think to to keep on that level of poetry and that rhyming, uh, some sort of tree should have been included. You guys all know with Rebecca's I'm here ashes, for the tree, <laughs> the tree life. <laughs> all right, let's get the next one. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Nastejo calling from Toronto. I'm calling about the series finale of This Is Us. Uh, I'll be honest, this episode really didn't meet my expectations for a finale. And I actually enjoyed the previous episode, The Train, a lot better. Fair. And I think The Train should have actually been the finale instead. Also fair. I really feel like we were robbed of an epilogue for the characters. And we don't know what any of them are going to do after the series. Um, and I didn't like the focus on the flashbacks with the younger big three. And usually I would like a flashback like this because it was such sweet scenes of Pearson domesticity with the shaving and the four square game. And I think it would have fit a lot better in an earlier episode or an earlier season, but not in the finale when we're trying to wrap things up and are short on time. And other than the flashbacks, I can't remember anything else that happened in this episode when we didn't even see Rebecca's funeral at all. There was just a lot of talking and not much else in terms of plot or character development. And the only thing I did enjoy was the reveal that Deja was naming her baby after William. If I rewatch the series in the future, I might just give the finale a skip. I have two questions for you um, that seem to be debated a lot online. Firstly, what did you think of Deja naming her baby William? And what did you think of Randall saying that when he closes his eyes, the family he sees first are his siblings and parents? Hmm. <sighs> That's a good question. Um, That's a good question. First of all, I'll say this. I love the fact that Deja's naming her baby William. I think that's awesome. Oh my God, it's beautiful. I think that just, it shows, you know, again, it, again, it, it rhymes, right? William was the biological father of Randall, who was adopted by the Pearsons. Deja, adopted by Randall mm-hmm. and, 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 uh, and Beth. Naming her child after a man that's not even in her bloodline. Yeah. But she knows him because she knew Randall. Like, how? Like, that's poetry. It truly is. And we already have Baby Jack Jack, so that name's taken. Right. Uh, <sighs> Randall saying that he sees his siblings as his family first, as opposed to his own little nuclear family. I will say that it didn't sit with me all that well. But that doesn't mean I don't like it. It just means that's not my thing. When I picture my family, I picture my little family that I've created. But that doesn't mean, you know, what it probably does, it speaks more to Randall and uh, and the Pearson codependency <laughs> than anything yeah. else. I mean, well, that's it. I, I think you're right. You know, there's some families that have had their siblings by their sides their entire life. Yeah. And they've gone through those significant life events together. You know, they've, they've gone through like their parents traumatically dying. Yeah. Yeah. Um and like okay. I'm I'm okay with not seeing a future, right? Because you know, Eileen brought it up earlier. She's like, "Well, I want to see the future. Like I want to see the family members all together." 
And like, no, I don't think I do because th- like there is a, a a part of their future where maybe they do drift apart. And I think that is, I think that is what Dan Fogelman was referring to as his Sopranos moment mm-hmm. where it, it's a cut to black where Randall, we don't know if he runs for, pre- we don't know if he runs for president. Mm-hmm. Cut to black. We don't know if the family stays together or uh, drifts apart. I imagine that they do stay together because we see Jack Jack later on become this famous musician and we see his family support Jack Jack in that endeavor when they go see him at the bar. But I I think that's a good cut to black thing where we can play with that future for ourselves and we can determine what we want out of that. And if you want them to stay together, then they do. If you don't, or if you don't think that they could, then they don't. And I think that's fair. I think that's a, that's... There, I think there always has to be a little bit of mystery when it comes to a finale. Having every single thing tied up in a great, perfect bow, mm-hmm. that's unsatisfying to me. I don't know. What do you think? I'm I'm really okay with this ending. Like I've said, I've just not been happy with, with epilogues of things that I've witnessed so far, beloved things. I, yeah. I, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm very satiated with how they have ended this series. Yeah. I would say that the epilogue for Harry Potter was good, but the application of how they did it, yes. not great, Bob. Because uh, I loved that little moment at the train. Like I, I, hashtag spoilers. I just, I think that was a great moment. Mm-hmm. Just the makeup was not great. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> All right. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Nastejo just calling back oh, okay. for the second part of my um, message. Oh. Um, I just wanted to end off just saying thank you so much for doing this podcast and having a place to talk about this is us. Uh, I'm going to really miss this show and really miss this podcast as well. Oh, thank, thank you, you. Nisteo. Oh, I, I, thank that was you. Very kind of you. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Marianne Blake. This is Isabella from Brazil. Hi, Isabella. I love listening to you guys. I, I started to listen to your podcast last year. I discovered you've been Gilmore first, and then I discovered that you guys also did an uh, This Is Us podcast. Oh, wow. And I was already watching the show, so Aww. I started listening to that. And it's a really great podcast. I mean, your analysis are really great. I laugh Aww. a lot with you guys. So thank you so much for that. Um, and you guys are really, really cute with your nerdy love. <laughs> and. Me and my husband are also pretty nerdy, so I feel really comfortable <laughs> listening to you guys. <laughs> well, thank uh, you. Thank you for that, too. Um, uh, I think that the this finale, I, I really loved your analysis of this finale. I also really loved the episode. I think that they kind of let the pressure of the finale off because they had... Uh, penultimate episode that was really like uh, looked like a finale and then this episode was something a little extra you know mm-hmm. so I think it was kind of less pressure for them you know the finale always, always has a really big pressure you know? I, I'm gonna get cut off, cut off so I'm gonna send another message hmm. hi this is Isabella again for part two I think that this finale was really beautiful. I think this one, this episode and the last episode encapsulated beautifully 
what the series was. You know, we're very true to the show. Um, one of them had this, the, the twists and the, the connections. And the other one had the memories that are most of them formed in these very small little moments in our lives. You know, the dearest memories often come from these little moments. And this is what the finale was about and what the series was about most of the time, if you will. And I think the, the last scene was really beautiful too. It really showed that you know, the Randall watching Jack and then Randall in the future watching Deja who is pregnant. It was beautiful. And I really think that the, the, the ending of Randall was really perfect because he spent most of his time in the series trying to find out about his origin, about who he was, where he came from. And at the end, Deja, who is his adopted child, is the one that's first having his grandson and passing on his legacy with William's name. I think we got one more. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. Sorry, guys. This is the last part. I <laughs> pressed send by mistake in the last one. So just to finalize it, I think that the show handled really well this whole adoption thing in a way that I haven't seen before. So having having Deja being being pregnant and the, William's legacy and and Randall's legacy being passed on and by someone that isn't biologically related to Randall is maybe one of the most perfect, perfect things that could happen in the Randall story. So I think it's really beautiful. And I have to say that this show uses music in a really, really great way. It really is a part of the storytelling. So this isn't in the finale, but I have to to say it now because this is the last this is a this is a shoe. So I I think that the use of the Johnny Mitchell song was perfect for the series, as were a lot of other songs that have been used. So bye. Oh, oh agreed. The music choices this entire series have just been so spot on. Yeah, and oh, I yeah. hope that have also um, spawned some new New listeners to songs that they may right. not have listened to in the past. Totally agree. I like. I've come to. A, I've never been a Cat Stevens guy. I've never have been. But because now I have this emotional connection to This Is Us, mm-hmm. I kind of get Cat Stevens now. Like I'm not like, oh, dude, let's go put him on. You know, I can't wait. But like, I hear it. I'm and I. I have a something. I have that transference now. Yeah, it and brings I, you back, and I can I can appreciate that now. I can also tell when Blake is in a really down mood because <laughs> he'll be cooking with the "This Is Us" soundtrack playing. All very true. <laughs> you know what it is, and honest to God, this is this. I'm gonna I'm gonna admit this hey, on the podcast. It's the finale. Maybe Bring it out, man. We're breaking all the rules. Screw it. I struggle with the idea of my own family, like my own little yeah. nuclear family. And it's not that like, I don't want, of course I do. Like it's my own family. I love it. But I, I struggle with it because like, you don't, I don't know how to describe this. Like it's, 
it's mine, but it doesn't feel like mine. It doesn't like it feels like there are rules and that you follow them like to the way that you were brought up. But what this show has done for me, and I, I think I somewhat said this in last episode, was like it just it's given me permission to just say, no, I'm doing my own thing. Yep. I'm doing my own family. And if I want to have pizza movie night on Fridays, then that's what we're going to do. And I want to watch Police Academy 3. Yeah, like, and we're going to have Thanksgiving with Cheez-Its and hot dogs and damn it, that, that's what we're going to do. And I can't tell you how special that is to me. Um, and again, everybody takes their own lessons from This Is Us, but this is what I got out of it. And when I put on the This Is Us soundtrack, it's it, because I'm sad or whatever, but also but because like it just helps remind me that I'm doing my own family. Yeah. I'm doing my own thing and that's okay. <clears throat> and that helps me through that process. Agreed. So I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> people are like, Blake, shut the hell up guy. <laughs> but it's it's just the truth. It's just the truth. All right. Uh we got two we got one more voicemail. Okay. And then um I want to have a, a a little bit of a conversation. Oh, actually, you know what, Mary? Um Isabella brought up something about the penultimate taking the pressure off of the finale because finales always have a lot of pressure. And the last big finale that we all remember is the finale for Game of Thrones, right? And a lot of people said that they hated it. I was okay with it, but you know, there was a lot of pressure with that. Yes. The whole world, I feel like stopped to watch the game of Thrones finale. It's probably one of the last shows that it will ever be like that again. Well, this is us. Well, no, I mean, this is us was popular, but it wasn't game of Thrones popular game of Thrones. What it permeated like the, 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 the fabric of the world. I would disagree, but by the end it did. Every, I mean, no, I'm just they had, saying. I mean, they had game. They had cookies like Game I know. of Thrones Oreos. I just and, think that because This Is Us was on network television and had a very diverse age demographic, some of which may not be like super active on social media, mm-hmm. geeking out with their Game of Thrones cookies, but just saying like <laughs> this is what I do on Tuesday nights. Fair, fair. All right, but <laughs> reg- regardless, whatever, whatever that, whatever, irrespective of that point, there is. I think now, or at least there could be a new methodology for television shows. And it may not have been cracked by This Is Us, but it may be popularized by This Is Us. And that is, give your finale for the penultimate episode. And then take the pressure off of the, the, fi- the, the final episode. You don't have to have that, that pressure. Mm. You know, your, your penultimate can be the thing. And uh, it your, can be the O, and yeah, it could be the O, and your finale can be the cigarette. <laughs> um, what do you think about that? And what do you think about that idea? I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed it, but there's many people who don't because they're right. saying that was better, that was better. Um, I liked the feel and flow of it. Yeah, I did. Because I will say that the penultimate very much felt like a finale. Like it, it, it felt like. Loss. It felt like when you lose someone and that person dies, it hits you and it's heavy and you are crying and it is with you. And then as you do go into that mourning period and you do go to the funeral or whatever, it's different. Yeah, it's true. Ironically enough, I cried more at the finale than the penultimate, but I think that's because of my own stuff. Yeah. 
uh, that I that I have. All right, let's get to the last uh, voicemail. Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Liz. I was the one who sent that completely off the wall theory for part one of the podcast. Oh, hi, Liz. Um, Blake, really appreciate that you rode the crazy train with me on that one, dude. Because um, <laughs> yeah, it's a hundred percent not what the writers intended, but. I was uh, re-watching the series as I was watching the final season, and um, since the last episode, I've kind of been like, for funsies, going, well, let's try and, like, watch the show with that headcanon in mind. And, like, I'm just saying to you guys and for people listening, like, I don't know, man, it kind of works. <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, I got to the episode with Jack, um, when he we find out how he dies and there is just such an added element there i mean i think we had an inkling in that episode that the show was going to get spiritual and i didn't really give much credence to i mean even though it is there i didn't give much credence to like jack's voice saying beck when she goes to the vending machine and all the fan theories that were flying around about Oh, this is this is him like passing over and kind of like alerting her and stuff. But now I'm like, oh! And when she leaves the room, <laughs> oh, I'm running out of time. It's okay. Again, breaking all the rules. It's the last voicemail for this is us two. Screw it. Let's get another one in. Hello, it's Liz again. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, the last interaction that um. Beck and Jack have in the hospital before he passes away. I remember rewatches of that scene where, you know, he kind of gives this bittersweet look to Beck before she leaves when she's like, when he, he's like, you know, you're blocking the TV screen. <laughs> um, and I was like, I, I always kind of thought like, wow, it's almost like he knows what's coming because he smiles, but it's almost like a grimace. Hmm. I was like, well, yeah, what if he was, what if, what if we're watching him revisit a moment? I mean, I don't know why he would revisit that moment, mind you. <laughs> well, the theory doesn't stack up, but I'm just saying it gives it gives a whole other layer of vibes. Um, but, you know, even even in the more recent history, the whole scene with um, him and Marcus's dad in the hospital, like, is that a human man giving a speech <laughs> to a stranger? I love it. Or is it, is it maybe someone who has other otherworldly knowledge because they've been in the afterlife for millennia and they're just kind of revisiting a moment and kind of setting someone on a path? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's it's not there, but it's there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think it's going to be my head cannon too. <laughs> Liz, I cannot think of a better voicemail to end This Is Us 2 on. Because like This Is Us, it, you can believe whatever the hell you want to believe, man. Whatever. And I will tell you, Liz, it's going to be my headcanon going forward. And the way that the show does posit certain things, you can take whatever you want from it, and that's cool. Like, And to revisit the series with that in mind, and as you were talking about the this the moment when jack dies the first thing that came to my mind was the whole beck thing and i was like oh my god and then of course liz you started talking about it and yeah when you start thinking about it man 
you, listen, you say it doesn't hold up. I think it kind of does. <laughs> Blake's brain right now is breaking. I, it, my brain broke the last time she talked about this in the last episode. We ended the episode on this on this uh, theory, and I got to tell you, I'm buying. I'm 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 buying it. And in fact, in fact, I I, I think. Oh yeah, I'm in. Okay, I'm in. I love this theory, mm-hmm. and I love the fact that we can end on this theory because. Again, it just brings us full circle. It brings us full circle to the idea that life is big and messy and you are present in your family's life at all times, whether it is something that's supernatural or whether it is something that is just your part of your family's life because of your ideas and thoughts and emotions and, and, and traditions. Like It's what you wanted to believe. Mm-hmm. And it's such a beautiful thing to think about. Yeah. It's such a beautiful thing to think about. Mm-hmm. So, Mary. Yes. That is it for our voicemails. The, the final question I have for you is where do you put This Is Us among all of the other series we have watched together? Or like, like I know I, ha- I have a top five, right? I don't know if This Is Us is in my top five, but it's pretty close. Where would you put it? It's in my top five. I don't know what those five are, but it's in mine. All right, off just off. The, I don't know. Well, no, 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 no. Hold on, just okay. You do first. Okay, off. Oh, I can tell you. My, I was going to say off the top of your head, what's your favorite show of all time? I don't know. Just like I don't know about my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it changes, man. Well, what do you got right now? Like, you just I don't know. the first thing that comes to your brain. I don't care what it is. Just first thing. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Give me, give me a moment. All right. So I will tell spot. you. I don't do well. With obviously, my my favorite shot, my favorite show is Lost. So that that is what it is. Um, my second favorite show, though. That's a good question. Oh, well, I'm glad you asked yourself it. That's a good question. I'm glad you're now complimenting yourself <laughs> on your good question. <laughs> Blake, you're really smart. Great question, my friend. I I, I don't know yet. I'm not sure, but um. But I'm glad that this Look is us. Look at you put all this pressure on me, and you're like, "But I know my top five. You can't I, I even do know say my top two. five. But I don't want to sit here and make the, I don't want to even sit here and make this about my top five. It's not important. I just wanted to know where you put this is us among, in my top five. In your top five, where there do you, you put it among your top? In five? there. <laughs> you don't even know what your own favorite show is. No. Okay. It changes. All right. Fair. Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Depends what mood I'm in. I got gotcha. you. I got. I, I and get I it. don't even like to rewatch shows that much. No, Give you me don't. something new. That's true. Very true. I don't think we've re- the only one we've we've you've been rewatching. I've had to rewatch things with you. Like I had to rewatch Lost with you. I had to yes. rewatch Felicity with you. That's true. I've had to now rewatch Pushing Daisies with you. Oh, I was just gonna say Pushing Daisies <laughs> is the one recently that you've. Yeah. By the way, Pushing Daisies. I know, Blake. I know. Oh, man. I don't lead you astray. Pushing okay? Daisies is one of those I shows. I give you Lost, Felicity, and now Pushing Daisies. I, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Lost is one of the reasons why we got married, and Felicity is obviously a, a major portion of our life. So um, I can only imagine what comes out of Pushing Daisies now. Um, pushing Daisies is so Not much good. because the, the series had to be canceled pretty quickly. That's true. Good point. Uh, all right, Marvin. That is that. That's the end. Okay. That's the end. Um, this is weird. This is weird. It is weird. But it's okay. Yeah. Go plant a tree. 
<laughs> if it's sad, that means because it was what what you were going through was really good. Yep. That's that's. We'll we'll take that from William. Yeah, oh yeah. I'll take that from William. That's a, that's a good I, that's a good line. That's a good line. It's like in my plant book. I'm telling you. <laughs> Friggin' plant book. Oh, all right, Marvin. You ready to close this bad boy out? I sure am. Yeah, me too. I figured, you know what, if This Is Us can close out to this song, we should too. We should. We absolutely should. And this obviously is the song, it's called Us from the Game Plan. When Kevin was talking about uh, the, his painting to to his nieces, explaining all of life and everything and how it's one giant tapestry. and That's what this show has been. That's what we're here for. And, and really, yeah, man. I hope that this show has been able to do for you what it's done for us. I hope that it's helped you um, see things differently and question things and make you feel less alone, make you feel seen, made you maybe reevaluate relationships and how you react about certain things. Maybe it's made you want to hold people in your life closer than before. Maybe it's helped you through your own grief. Maybe it's helped you form an idea of what you want your life to be. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe you're looking for someone that's special and you look at these relationships that are shared in the show and you're like, yeah, I, you know, that's what love is to me. And, and you know yeah. what that is? Great, man. Like, find that and, 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 and be you. I, I don't know what else to I know. To say. It's like, just, it's, it's, it's been a beautiful experience and, as we've said before, obviously Blake and I are going to keep on podcasting, not about this show. A couple of people have been like, oh, you're going to rewatch it and repodcast about it? Probably not for the very <laughs> near future, my friends, as we do have a lot on our plates. But we will highly recommend that you join us. If you have been along this journey with us and you're not involved in any of the other shows or fandoms that we are podcasting about, maybe, maybe try them out. Try one of them out. Yeah, whether it's Outlander or the future Game of Thrones show or the future uh, Amazon uh, Lord of the Rings show or, or Harry Potter Harry or Potter. Bridgerton. Yeah, Bridgerton. I mean, we are we're we're all we're busy bees. Just go to MarianBlake.com yeah. and you'll see all of our stuff that's there. And um, thank you for joining us on this ride. It's you been know? a real honor. It really has. You know, Blake and I have been so grateful for your listening and your um, being there with us particularly in some of the loneliest years of our life thank you corona <laughs> but you've kept us company so we want to thank you my name oh no no i was gonna you say you gave me the wrap up sign i did i did you gave me the land the plane sign <laughs> <laughs> on that note my name you know, is mary you know what? my I, this is us man this is us what that's because like, i took my headphones off was the song ending yes that's wow. what i was giving you <laughs> If there's one way for This Is Us 2 to end, it's this way. <laughs> well, Mary, I was going to be poetic and say that our last words should be, I love you. But um, you, you already told us what your last words are going to be. You like gave it away. I, I Well, I know. 
I know. Ready? My name's Mary. <laughs> My name is Blake. And this was us too. You could say it now, Blake, poetically, you Pisces. <laughs> say it. You know you want to. You want to cry when you do it. I do want to cry. I know. You I can see, see it. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Are you going to say this was us too? That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> and this was us too. You were supposed to say it. I already did say it. I know, but y- I y- thought you wanted to say it the no, same not time me. with me. I, didn't, I, didn't. I thought it was going to be in stereo. <laughs> you said we should say. Which no, means- I said you should say. Oh my god! <laughs> say it, Blake. Let, let no, be- you say. We already both said it, Blake. Okay. We already both said it. <laughs> All right, you ready? We'll do it on a count of three. <laughs> we'll do it together. Oh my god! There's only one way for this podcast okay. to end. Let's do it. One, two, three. This This was was us us too. too.